I did talk about REM in that episode. And I said a couple of things that I would like to officially take back via <laughs> this update episode. <laughs> This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies, taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelt, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second half of season four here at MIA2K Podcast. We are so happy to be back, and we are ready to get this season rolling again. And so before we begin, we just want to give you guys a little quick update on what's happening here at MIA2K. So to begin, we drop a Valentine's Day item today, Monday, 129. It's a scrunchie with the cutest print made by me. I know it's a flex. I'm sorry. It's so cute, y'all. It's so freaking cute. Like I immediately when I saw it, I was like, I need this biblically right now. <laughs> The print is a pink and red boba tea with two chocolate-covered strawberries on top. It's on a light pink peach background, and it's very Valentine's Day. Yes. It's currently live in our shop, so check it out and let us know if you love it as much as we do. Also, we are currently working on some major projects that still need a lot of development, but basically, if you live in South Florida, make sure that you're following us on IG at mi2k podcast because we will be announcing in real life things real soon so and it's IRL but that's like my hello fellow children moment there <laughs> and finally thank you so much for your patience we really enjoyed our break but we are ready to continue bringing you guys k-pop content yes we wholeheartedly are. and in a super fun way yep <laughs> yes 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 and so with that, let's jump to today's episode. Today, we will be giving an update on DPR. If you're new here, we released an episode on DPR back in 2022, where we gave an intro on who they are and what they do. And a lot, of, a lot has happened since then, so much so that we felt an update was absolutely necessary. We did. It is. So let's start with what we said back in episode 25, season two. Two, I think. Yeah. So that was a really fun episode. It was a different time. We were younger in our K-popian, K-hip-hop, K-music eras. And most of what we said about Christian and Dobbin still stands. By the way, Christian is DPR Ian, Dobbin is DPR live. Not currently, but that's the title at the time. And most of what we said about both of them pretty much still stands to this day. Cream too. There's DPR cream. 
uh, nothing really new to update there. But I did talk about REM in that episode. And I said a couple of things that I would like to officially take back via <laughs> this update episode. <laughs> so, and, and one of them was, I mean, what I said was what I felt at the time as a dreamer, we had just been to the concert. We didn't know things behind the scenes. And this is what most people that were fans of like DCU, DPR cinematic universe, uh, <laughs> just, you know, whatever. So the two things that I said that are no longer true now, you know, hindsight 2020 is number one, that every song on Mido, which is Ian's, it was a second Mido, but it was first full length album, I believe, was produced by Rem, except Ballroom Extravaganza, which was produced by both Rem and Cream. That's what I said on the episode. That's not true. Rem had nothing to do with the production of any songs on that album. We'll get into why. <laughs> That that was not true. Why I said it, the reason I said it is because that's what showed on Spotify, on Genius, anywhere you looked for album credits, his name was in every single song. So that's why I said what I said. I also, you know, spoke about him. We didn't really have a lot to say about him at the time, about who he is, because he was more of the behind the scenes person. And he did interact with fans on Twitter a lot, but there wasn't a ton about his art or what like all his work was behind the scenes so I said that he was pretty high up there in my book yeah not 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 up there not in my book so that's what we said during episode 25 that we had to correct immediately and yeah that's my that's my spiel and I think it's a good it's a good lesson or a good example of we really don't know shit about anything and anyone because even in our personal lives, we can hide things from people that see us every yeah, day. Yeah. So imagine artists that we actually don't know yeah. <laughs> all of the behind the scenes that we are not privy to. We don't know until we know. So facts, facts. Yeah, this we, is one we, of those. <laughs> we, sometimes end up believing that we really know them because of what they share with us how much time they spend on camera and the this is like a super sobering reminder that no you don't you really don't so with that part of the update on what we said in that episode let's get into why we are doing this episode today why we're talking about this and how all the tea that has been just steeping over the past couple of days well I'm at this point it's been a year the how the tea came to be right yeah so all of it all of what we're going to talk about now has happened between January of 2023 and January of 2024 so <laughs> strap Literally in strap in besties it's a, it's timeline time so on January 12 2023 Rem went on Twitter and tweeted the following tweets oh my god it's not twitter anymore it's x Ugh. what do you anyway x, x, whatever no nah, bye he said important side note asterisk dash starting this year i've come to the decision that it's ultimately best i release myself of all management responsibilities going forward in regards to dpr this may come to a surprise for many as i've always prided myself on being that position for this team for all these years, but after much consideration and an honest reflection on my overall mental health, I strongly feel delegating this role entirely 
will not only help all the members individually, but will also give more freedom and time for myself to pursue my own creative and artistic endeavors going forward, whatever that may end up being. Hope y'all understand and continue to support nonetheless. Dot, 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 exclamation mark, emoji of like happy tears, heart and emoji of person sitting on desk with their head down and like whatever that. That was a bow. Oh, maybe. I've never thought about it that way. So when he <laughs> when he tweeted this, I remember it was a thing because we had just no. been to the DPR concert a few you know, months before and uh, we had seen a lot of content about the tour and we didn't know there was any trouble in paradise at that point. And they had just announced the fact that they were going to go on to Coachella. Coachella. Right. So that was a super big deal. It was weird that it happened during such a good time, I guess, for the team. Right. Um, But like we just took it for what it was. Right. Because we didn't know. And honestly, looking back, wow, he can he can he can talk. <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely gaslit everyone with this. Like, yeah, if you don't know, that's what I mean. you don't know. Yeah. That's and you, I mean. and if you take him at face value, you're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. mental health, go King. Sure. Right. But I mean, the only thing that we knew at that point, I think at that point in the tour, Ian had already started kind of spiraling a couple of times. So I'm wondering if I'm, I mean, I'm sure at this point that it had to do in part with mismanagement from Scott at some point. I don't know, maybe. We did not hear anything after that statement from him or the DPR members. You know, nobody was like, good luck, man, get better, you know? And that was a little sus, but like not enough but for anything. For anybody to notice anything. No. Yeah. That's then in February 22nd of 2023, so almost a little bit of a month after the statement was made, the DPR tour ended they had their grand finale in seoul and live or dobbin posted to instagram a carousel of like pictures videos all like this amazing wrap-up of the concert and at the end towards the end like one of the last slides had a like a credits like a thank you credit slide and the names on that slide included dpr ian dpr live dpr cream arctic june john klein eddie and hyunsu Nowhere in that slide was Ram, Scott, or any other name that Ram went by at the time. So yeah. that was definitely very sus. That was a moment that everyone collectively kind of was like, yeah. something's happening. Oh, there's something. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. I remember that uh, post. For and sure. Laura doesn't remember much. So, But I remember that. But she remembers that. So y'all know. Mainly because I love him, but also because I was like. It's a big happy. deal. It's a big deal what's going on yeah like and you know he had a really long uh Dabin had a really long caption to go along with it and um uh, you know praising ian thanking dreamers uh, like everybody who had to be thanked was thanked and yeah. scott was not <laughs> notably not among those names that same day scott took to twitter and tweeted the following and i'm gonna say that every time he said your he meant your with apostrophe re and he misspelled it because he's not a good writer. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so he tweeted, I hope you're healthy. I hope you're surrounded by loved ones. I hope you're traveling and making new experiences. I hope you're being inspired. I hope you're still curious and growing. But most of all, I hope you're continuously pushing forward. Then he added on the thread, 
been going through a super reflective time in my life, so forgive me for my absence. I just want to drop by to sincerely thank you all for the birthday wishes and to let you all know that I'm doing well. Happy face. I hope you are too. Heart. So when I said he writes well or he <laughs> he's really good at like he manipulating knows right the, the narrative. The, the, yeah. Also, we are just stating our opinions mm. unless we're reading a tweet or anything that came directly from the artist. Right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Today is all opinion based and um yeah, we'll, we'll make just sure opinions. to Yeah, yeah, we'll make sure to split when we're reading from when we're commenting cuz there's a lot of comments to be made. So he that was his tweet on the same day that live Dobbin didn't thank him. So definitely more questions than answers at that point for all fans. In June of 2023, so, you know, that was February. Fast forward to June, we haven't heard anything from anybody. Rem officially changed his handles on social media from DPR to I know Rem. So he took himself out of the DPR universe. And then at this, I, he also archived all his Instagram posts. And to date, he only has one post, which he made on June 20th. That's his only post on Instagram thus far. In August, he posted again. He First, he posted a little person meditating with heart hands. Then he posted, I'll be regularly updating soon. Thank you all for keeping me in your hearts. And another confirmation that all men do is lie because he did not keep anybody updated after that <laughs> and i i took a screenshot of that and one of the dpr fandom accounts had replied to him and i included it in the screenshot because it just shows how much the fandom like believed in him still and they the the account supporting him said always wishing the best for you hope you've been taking care you're not forgotten trust hug emoji so people were still willing to vouch for him up until then. October 9th, DPR Live announces that he has established his own company, CTYL, or Coming to You Live, which is the same name of the first album he dropped back in 2017. He clarified that he is still under the DPR label, but will be taking a break under the label and name DPR Live. DPR Cream and DPR Ian both encourage him to take this next step to share his story throughout his next full album under his government name, Hong Dobbin. Ian publicly supported Dobbin's decision on a live stream shortly after. So Cream does not have as big of a social public persona, mm -hmm. really. Like, he's mm -hmm. not really about this life. But Ian is, you know, like, he stays posted on Instagram Live. So yeah. it made sense that he came and kind of, like, calmed everyone down. Because at this point, we've lost Scott. We've lost almost partially, in, in, a, in a way, for some time at least. Uh, live and what's happening it was very much giving try guys at that point it was because it really it's like was. the shitty one that had to be like exposed or whatever well that's coming later but still and like the artistic one that had to like take a step back to do his own thing from the team like he hasn't left but he you know eugene we miss him and he's really not there right now because he's like writing movies and doing his thing so it was very much giving that exact same situation in a way <laughs> And if you go to DPR's website, Dream Perfect Regime, DPR Live is still part of the creatives. Like if you click on creatives, his name still does show up. So good note. We moved then from when Dobbin announced that he was leaving temporarily to do his own thing. 
Then about a week later on October 17th, he announced that Till I Live is dropping the next day. This was, I I remember at the time being like, oh, wow, cool. Like he's so smart because his first drop was called Till I Die eight years prior. And he dropped that on August 22nd, 2015. He hadn't officially debuted at that point. He debuted officially in 2017 with the EP coming to you live. So Again, Till I Die, which was dropped in 2015, expressed his determination and commitment to like pursuing his passion for rap music until the end of his life. Like, I'm gonna be a rapper till I die. And it was just very like, I'm about this life, you know? It was it was really like energetic and totally like perfect for someone who was like coming into the scene. The beat and the melody were daring, a beat and matched the grit of the lyrics. Then Till I Live drops on October 18th of 2023, and we are all scalped. It is, as expected, complete contrast to Till I Die. Till I Live starts with 100% melancholic piano keys, followed by a beat and the lyrics, Now I Can Smile for My Father in Korean. When uh, Laura and I first listened and looked into the lyrics, we un- immediately understood now the months of silence. Yeah. And we also knew that the silence was over. Okay. Like whatever they agreed to in the back, like done. That they were like, we're not, we're not, let's not, let's not bring any attention to this. Let's like keep our heads down. Yeah, no, it was over. So the lyrics in that song included the following. As always, you hide behind the lie called family. Now, where's all our blood soaked money? Spit out the money you took, motherfucker. You pest, motherfucker. Give me back my 20s, motherfucker. But for you, shh, I kept quiet. What I've seen is my brother's blood. That's word to Ian, word to Cream, and to the rest. Those are some of the lyrics from that song that when we heard it, we're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's going down. So Laura and I were texting that morning. We were on WhatsApp, as we usually are. And Laura was like, Kathy, what the fuck? What is happening? And I'm like, girl, I am ready for the analysis of the century here. Because here's the thing. Usually, I, not usually, I'm not a very analytical person in that sense. I, It's not who I am. It's not how my brain works. It's not how my emotions work. I am not very empathetic. So every time I like need help deciphering things that are like too much, I'm like, Kathy, what's going on I think it's this but I know I'm wrong (laughs) and on the other hand I love (laughs) analyzing songs and music and also like that's not Laura's style of music either like some of it could be but she's she likes R&B she likes sexy music she likes to have a good time and the music is there to make sure that that good time is had and Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm very emo so this is why I always (laughs) like EM's music from the beginning and she like lies so you know we were talking and I was like, well, he named Ian and Cream and he said that they're his brother. So clearly, you know, the problem is Rem. Like, and he said, you took my money. I worked my ass off. Like, you know, the, it's this is a very literal situation. There wasn't a lot of analogies or metaphors or anything like this was very clear what he said. He said what he said. <laughs> and He meant what he said. So that was that. That was in October. When we got that little hint of like there was trouble in paradise, Scott was a problem, whatever. But then it was pretty much radio silence after that. That was that was like Dobbin's pre-release track for this album, mm-hmm. which just came out this past week. 
Then December 22nd, Arctic got announced officially as a DPR member. We'll have a section on him later, so stick around to meet him. We have a lot more points on him to share with you guys, but we don't want to interrupt the timeline that we're going through right now. So <laughs> that was December 22nd, January 23rd, almost a month to the day. Dalvin officially drops Giggles, his first full-length album under his name, with uh, which included 13 songs. If anyone had doubts that the lines until I live were about <laughs> Scott, the WMP freestyle song removed all doubt. So although he starts dropping disses from verse one, the heat rises to a boil in verse two. And please humor me while I read you guys verse two. Telling me I should be grateful? Shut up. Where my money at? Don't worry. The accountants will be auditing you. Soon they be lurking. Open your eyes and stay vigilant. Full of snakes in the grass. With words like us and team, you used to try and restrict and control us. But nah, nah, that don't work around here, bitch. I dare you to act tough again, bitch. That's when it's taser, razor, taser. Ha, shit, ha. Trust is a father of loyalty. Twisted and full of problems. Why do my brothers bleed for what you've done? Shit. And then he goes into the chorus, which like, I love all the where my money at, bitch, and pay me my money, bitch. Like, that's I'm living. For, it's like Rihanna, bitch, but I have my money, but like angry and like, you know, the 2024 version. And I'm and with inflation and everything, like I'm here for this. <laughs> I'm so here for this. And then on verse three, he actually called him out by name. He said, after having betrayed your bum secretary, your partner in crime, your dumbass chooses to REM sleep as if everything is fine. And I got chills when I fucking read those lyrics because I was like, Ugh, and I could hear it in his voice too, like the anger or whatever. And a little tidbit for those of you who don't know, and I didn't know this before this shit happened this week. He included in the, from the Till I Live, like before, when he dropped Till I Live, a lot of shh in the lyrics, like S-H-H-H. And turns out, the dreamers know, that was a part of Rem's prior account handle on social media, which was Shkim. So again, this like these are direct digs. He's leaving no question that this is yeah, like yeah, yeah, T. Like <laughs> this, there's a beef, and it's with this one person and nobody else. So that was the 23rd <laughs> when the album came out. On the 24th on Wednesday. Ian went live to gush about Davin's album drop. He was so fucking cute, you guys. He played every single song. He said, I love this album. I really do. If you haven't heard it already, go listen to Giggles by Hong Davin. Not DPR Live. Hong Davin. He said it like that and with like a really sincere face. Like, this is why I love him. Because I just feel like he's this tender little human inside. And yeah, so he went through every song, he shared his favorite lyrics, and he was like laughing, thinking about like why, what Davin was thinking about when he wrote something like, there's a song called Green Juice. And he was like, Oh, my God, he was actually juicing back then. And like, this is like about toxic, whatever, like, it was really cute. He was giving us everything that Davin is not giving us right now, because <laughs> Davin is angry. Okay. So Ian, Ian is a little bit healed, I guess, and can't talk about some shit, but whatever. So but here's, here's again, where the tea starts brewing again. More importantly, right after mentioning how Giggles was not only an important and meaningful moment for Dobbin, but for all the members, especially Cream, because he's actually credited for uh, producing about half of the songs on the album. So he's mentioning how it's important for all of them. Ian was like, 
let me address something right now. Like this is now that I'm being cute and shit, this is the moment to plug my moment. So this is one of the things that we wanted to correct that we mentioned at the top of the episode, which is that Rem had been listed as a producer on all of Ian's Mido 2 full album. But Ian said the following words. As for me, there's a couple of things I also want to clear up. A lot of people think Rem produced my songs for some reason. I think it's because in the credits somewhere, it's written as Scott producing some of my songs. And that's not really the case. He didn't produce any of my songs. He didn't make any of the beats. Yeah, so he didn't really produce the musical aspect of any of the songs. It was actually just me and Cream helped alongside. When I see a lot of people say credit should be given where credit is due... When I see people say that a lot of the songs that they like from DPRE and was made by Rem, I just, I don't know where you get that from. He did not make any of my songs at all. I told them to correct that on the credits. I have no idea why it's written like that on the credits, but that's absolutely not the case. So yeah, you know, I just found that a little bit interesting. Um, end quote. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I went and looked um, because he said that this is getting all like fixed. So I went to see if it was actually getting fixed. And I first, I mean, I really only checked in two places. I checked in Spotify and it's all accredited to just DPR Ian, all of his songs. No, like nobody else, just him. Okay. And then if you go to Genius, Genius still has Scott as executive producer. Mm. which allegedly he was right but I think a lot of people took that or misunderstood that to mean that he produced the songs no Laura when the songs came out because I remember I did the blog for the blog like I did a blog about the entire Mido album yeah so I looked at the credits Scott was credited on each as song a producer? as a producer. Oh, so then they changed it to yeah. executive producer. No, I mean, now I guess they changed like they, what Ian said is true. Like he got it handled. But, but why would they still keep his name? Because like, what is an executive producer for a song? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. But he was literally credited. On, that's why I said it when I said it in the thing, because no, I right, right, right. literally went into every song and he was there that's as crazy. a producer. Mm-hmm. So. I I I mean the second Ian said that and he's like I don't know why it's like that I'm like well who was the person submitting everything and sending things and putting names down like it had to have been Scott like he had to have put his name there for royalties like that's how you steal money without stealing money period in my opinion allegedly (laughs) yeah so at 2 a.m on January 25th, after being outed and exposed by Dobbin and Ian, Scott goes on Twitter and first he tweeted something at Dobbin specifically, which like when you tweet and you put the person's handle at the beginning, the tweet doesn't show up on the on like the feed unless people are looking at your profile are also following the person you're talking to. So this thing is not really showing up on his feed for everybody to see. Hmm. it's showing up once you hit the replies though so i'm gonna read you everything he said i'm not gonna try to put any tones here i'm just gonna read it factually davin i'm sorry i'm sorry for having failed you and being transparent over these years regarding finances for being egotistical and hard-headed and ultimately having led you down this path of grief pain and betrayal truth is i myself didn't really know what the right thing to do was or even how to go about a lot of things 
I remember in our earlier days, I would at least try my best to share and openly communicate concerns, problems, or overall decisions, sometimes collectively, other times separately. However, somewhere along the line, I stopped trying. I've held on to lots of resentments of my own these past few years, but in that same breath, I've proportionally experienced lots of regrets as well. It's been tempting for me to stay constantly spiteful while crafting my own biased complaints in my head. But honestly, man, just taking a real deep look at myself, I can't help but admit that I failed you as well as the team in many areas and that I've made a lot of mistakes on my own accord. No one to blame, no excuses to make. These are the scars that I will have to live with. True redemption starts with admission to one's own flaws and faults. And with, so with that said, I believe it's right. I own up as a man and accept mine. I apologize for my stubbornness and pride, my inability and lack of communication within my leadership, but most of all, my failure in being a trusted friend and brother to you. Beyond it all, that last one still hurts me the most to this day. Even when we recently met and had a moment to talk after months of silence, I realized I never bluntly just told you that I was sorry. I've had a lot of revelations from God since then, and it's truly by grace in which I found some sanity amidst my own personal chaos. And even though there's still a lot of harbored contempt and ill feelings directed towards me, I strongly felt it necessary to go out on a whim and share with you where I'm at currently. I don't know what happens from here on out, but I pray sometime in the future you and I both can find resolve and healing from this one day. I know you still have my number, and if you ever feel comfortable and willing, please don't hesitate to give me a call. That's the end of the tweet. And that's when I can go and give you my fucking opinion. <laughs> the level of manipulation and gaslighting and the fact that this is a public tweet and not something that like is between them like it's not even like he texted him and sent the screenshots which would have been just as bad but it's a it's a notes app apology to start things off there's just little things like you can cherry pick here you just like read into this and you're like okay so first he's like i didn't even know what i was doing myself so you know he's trying to like appeal in like relatability of like oh you know we all kind of start without knowing what to do and then he kind of goes and says you know I try to do things at first and I try to do things this way kind of making it sound like he tried but everyone else's actions made him not try anymore kind of thing and then he's like I've held to a lot I held on to a lot of resentments on my own these past few years but that was kind of like Oh, I could also be angry about so many things, but you know, I'm here focused on something else. No one to blame, no excuses. Mm, I don't believe you. I don't buy it. I don't, I'm not here. And then he's like, true redemption starts with admission to one's own faults and flaws. And I think that's the T because if you truly are sorry and you want to get back in the good graces of people, the ultimate goal is not redemption. The ultimate goal is a person accepting your apology and you doing better. Redemption is a hero thing. Like you you want to be Jesus Christ here. And that's where this fucking shows to me his fucking insanity. Okay. Because that's not right. Like that's not an apology. That, But that's where his true colors show and how he's trying to paint this narrative. And it's right. not working for me personally. Because redemption is... It gives the connotation that he wasn't wrong and that things are coming on to light to show that he was always right type of situation. Sure. Like, it's not like I'm wrong and I'm sorry. It's I'm right and you'll eventually see why. 
Right, like JYP. Or, or like the public will see why, you know? Right, like like JYP trying to get redemption from his Blue Dragon Award thing of like trying to be like, I can actually sing. Here's my right. redemption tapes. He's, he still can't sing. Right. Allegedly. And, <laughs> but... and also to me, the fact that he uses a lot of like spiritual yeah. or like religious words. Yeah. A, a lot of people... I listen to don't ask me why but I listen to a lot of scammers podcasts like podcasts that detail scammers it's very on brand for you though <laughs> and one of the like favorite things for scammers to do is once they've been caught to kind of hide within religion and use that as their shield and as their means to show people that they've grown when in reality like bitch no your actions speak louder than words you know what i mean that's you a, can that's say, another thing to hide behind like that's what this right. is for me right. yeah you can mention god in the bible or whatever else you want a million times but that still doesn't mean anything if your actions are still shitty you know what i mean fully fully um, yeah the mentions of god and the revelation and the clarity and i pray and whatever to me is just fluff i don't buy it i don't i just don't it's it's not something you include at the end and it's just it just smells like i'm something he's hiding behind and the fact that he also mentioned that they met recently it's like, again, this is for the public to see. This is not for Dobbin to see. If you wanted to talk to Dobbin, you talk to fucking Dobbin. You don't you don't post on Notes Apology yeah. app on Twitter to, like, expose. Which Dobbin is not used to or not known for using often to begin like, with. Like, on so, top like, of it. Guy, no. Yeah, so... Our opinion is that he's full of shit. He's gaslighting. He's projecting. He's deflecting. He is. He's not it. No. And then after that tweet, he posted another tweet a few hours later. Like that was at two in the morning. Then he posted one at noon. Once he like went to sleep, woke up and saw that he was still not forgiven, I guess. And he put to set things straight, I have and will continue to make amends internally within the team. Also regarding Ian's producer credit, I have addressed this to him personally already, but to clear up the confusion that was not done by me, nor have I tried to purposely take credit for producing any of his songs up until this point. That was a mistake on behalf of one of our employees that was in charge of inputting metadata at the time. I would not flagrantly take production credit in front of Ian, especially when I was not involved in it. I'm not a music producer by any means. I was the executive producer, however, and I believe that was a mix-up that had been made. Is it plausible? Yes. Do I buy it? No, because you have to, like, if I'm going to give an employee of the company data to input into a system to give credits for whatever, I'm going to be very yeah. clear. And especially when, like, Places like Genius, particularly, have a very detailed breakdown on, of, of what kind of producer, if you did like mixing, if you did melody, if you did composing, if you did writing, like they have the type of credits, like granularly split. So for him to say, I, I think it's just fucking finding a scapegoat. Like, you know, he didn't yeah. name anyone. He just said someone in the company fucked up. Because I am the executive producer, which is what Laura was alluding to earlier. But no, I'm sorry. I don't buy that someone mistakenly put your name under each song credit as a producer. No, I just don't buy it. 
And don't you check? Like, shouldn't I don't know. It's An executive just... producer would check that the credits would right. be rightfully given because I don't I don't picture Ian going into Spotify and being like let me see let me look at the credits like no how's Ian because he's like, doing other things how would I do this purposely in front of Ian because Ian's not gonna fucking look at that Ian's no. busy making visuals and you know writing and producing so. they trusted the business part of their collective to him so and that's the entire crux of tips. <laughs> Yeah, entire crux of this episode and yeah. hot tip for life. Don't don't trust anyone. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Trust people, but be very careful with how and why. And even if you trust, still take a second look at things because why not? Because people can, yeah. can make mistakes and mm-hmm. you should catch them for sure um, to make sure that they're fixed. But it's been rough. I can only imagine what the last couple of days have been like for all of them individually in their own right I mean, I don't really care about how Scott is feeling, to be honest with you all, but that's just me. He was very yeah. clearly in the wrong here. So, I mean, yeah, I am. He's a just... he's a person. I don't I don't wish bad on him. I know you don't either. So, it's, oh it's no, just yeah, like, no, you know... I I I just I I honestly like this vibe needs to go away. Yeah, um, he needs to stop trying to insert himself in the narrative. Davin said what he said, and I think this album was his way of saying. I said what I said. People need to know, and I'm ready to move on. So agreed, agreed. I'm ready for everyone to move on, <laughs> and forget because truly irrelevant. I agree. Yeah. And Ian during the live was like, "Oh, WMP Freestyle. That's my favorite song on the album." <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, even without dropping his own diss, he retweeted it. Basically, like he gave it his full blessing, uh, just like he did with every song on the album. But he meant. He mentioned that specifically. So that concludes our review of the timeline of events from January 12, 2023 to January 25th, 2024. And yeah, I I think we said what we needed to say as far mm-hmm. as comments. And yeah, we just really do wish for healing for the people who yeah. need to heal, who deserve to heal, I guess is what I want to say. And I think that's a perfect segue to introducing dpr's newest member because i feel that them dropping or like introducing the world to dpr arctic in december is also a way to say this is the start of something new high school musical style you know (laughs) (laughs) i agree i think you know the try guys may not have brought in a fourth try guy but dpr said hey there could be as many DPRs as we want it to be. Yeah. Let's talk about who is DPR Arctic. So if you guys remembered from when we mentioned the statement or the Instagram mm-hmm. post from Dobbin after the DPR tour, Arctic was already in the list mentioned, of people yeah. that were being thanked. So he's clearly a very prominent presence amongst them. So his government name is Kim Young-woo. He is a November 5th Scorpio, which is very dangerous for me personally. You know, I'm just inserting myself into this episode for no fucking reason. But I just wanted to say that <laughs> because I feel like I, I feel like I'm just going to be biased right by Arctic, you know, or something, something. Something's uh, coming. <laughs> yeah, he's six feet tall and super strong. Cue the TikTok sound. I don't know if he's super strong, but he is six feet tall. And he started going by Arctic in 2018 before joining DPR, so actually. Mm-hmm. 
What does he look like? Now he's actually kind of skinny and lanky. He's not really like built or anything. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> and <laughs> his music as Arctic can be found on his SoundCloud. If you look at the at our blog, his SoundCloud will be linked out because I think it's hard to find. Like the name Arctic is a little bit uh, common. I looked at it. I, I mean, I really only checked out like maybe two songs and I yeah. didn't actually listen to the whole song. It's giving a lot of tiki tiki. <laughs> he's a techno DJ. Yeah. Ah, he's, that's he's why. a techno DJ. Yeah. That's why. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dabbling into EDM techno, whatever it is. DPR, I see you. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> they're branching out. Uh, so then he's been part of DPR since 2019 as a producer and DJ, which was after the Coming to You Live tour. His first, first performance with DPR was a Head in the Clouds music festival in 2019, which when I read the Head in the Clouds thing, I was like, oh my God, was I there? But no, we were. We, were, we went in 2021. <laughs> we yeah. Not 2019. He, again, was officially announced as a DPR member on December 22nd, 2023. And... He's rumored to have his official debut early 2024 with an EP, which will contain three solo songs and four features. He, yeah, he just he dropped it on Instagram. Oh, okay, cool. A there list it is. Of the people the, and the, the track song. list and stuff. Uh huh. Okay, so then go to his. Is it uh, DPR Arctic? His Instagram mm -hmm. or just Arctic? Okay. DPR Arctic. So go to his Instagram at DPR Arctic. Is not Arctic. Is Arctic without the first C. So. He has producer credits already on songs that we may know. Set It Off, which was with a featuring DPR Klein, Sync, and the three showcase songs that DPR Cream put out. He performed at the Regime Tour finale in Seoul in February of 2023 with DPR Cream. So if you guys haven't been to a DPR concert, when we went to the tour in September of 2022, the way that they started it was, first of all, it started on time, which was you know very curious Very for us awesome. and it starts with a set from cream that lasts like what 15 minutes so i guess yeah this about. time they split it between cream and arctic and um he's been producing and performing under the stage name arctic and gigs unrelated to dpr so like for however long he's been working in the music scene he has a couple of clubs in like Gangnam and other similar neighborhoods in Seoul where he DJs regularly. He has a lot of DJ friends. And yeah, so that's that's DPR Arctic. And I just saw his Instagram. He is like, but he is super tall. <laughs> yeah. And he also doesn't look his age. Oh, I he does. He was a baby. Yeah. He is, I mean, well, you, you I know. wanna think 91s are babies. <laughs> well, sure. Because, you know, I'm a little close to it. Yeah. And I want to think I'm a baby, but yeah. we're not. We're grown-ass adults. And he's I was a looking at a, at, a Instagram, <laughs> at an Instagram post the other day that was like, if you were born between 1985 and 1990, I want to know why you're not married with kids. And somebody commented, because I'm not trying to raise the uh, the teenage pregnancy numbers <laughs> and I was like me yes <laughs> yeah that that's that's true that, that's I like I, that thought <laughs> that's how I feel <laughs> Oof. same <laughs> so he looks like a cutie yeah six feet tall and super strong in my head I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep playing a song in my head I don't care <laughs> I'm gonna leave my delusion like the lulu is a solulu and... you know sometimes skinny is strong 
you never yeah, know. Yeah, that's true, Lulu. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping from that, there's no good segue between these topics. <laughs> no, <but> really. It's... <laughs> when I was looking into what was happening this week, because again, it was just very monumental. I came across <laughs> a clip from one of the interviews that Ian did for his Mr. Insanity promos back in the fall of 2023. And turns out I completely missed that he basically has come out as having DID, which is dissociative identity disorder. And I want to first disclaim, I'm not an expert on this topic. I don't want to give any wrong information. So I'll try to stick to the facts and what I know for the most part. And I want to address this with as much uh, sensitivity. When I read into this, I was like, how the fuck did I miss this? And it's because like I got laid off and I was uh, severely ill, not knowing that I was about to find out that I have celiac disease. So like update on Kathy's life. Uh, <laughs> like I was consuming gluten without knowing that it was literally hurting me and giving me severe physical symptoms. And so that's why I completely missed what was going on in Ian's life at the time. It was so, a time. It was a time. September 2023 will go down infamously for me as a time, indeed. So <laughs> if you have not heard about DID or dissociative identity disorder, it was previously referred to as multiple personality disorder. It's a complex psychological condition caused by many factors, including severe trauma during early childhood. So I actually, when I read into this again, I was just like so shook because at some point in the depths of my being a YouTube girly in like the mid 2010s, I was really into DID content and I was following a couple of YouTubers who were consistently posting about DID and uh, their alters, which is what they say instead of personality. And there's a lot of information and jargon and things that I cannot do justice based on what I don't remember from back then. So from my YouTube days, it was very eye-opening to see how people with DID were coming to the light to try to educate people on what they're going through. And to see now Ian bringing it back into the light again and being so willingly open about it, I was super like just surprised, mind blown, all in positive ways, obviously. He has already been extremely open about the fact that he's been diagnosed with bipolar type one since he was a young child. And when he dropped Dear Insanity, he made it a point to actually educate people, not only through press, but through lives. Like he decided to host a live where he, like a teacher almost, was like, so I have bipolar type one, which means this. And typically bipolar disorder can go hand in hand with DID. And he was kind of like now felt ready to really like embrace the fact that this is what he's been living with. And so now he's talking about it in the most open way that I've ever seen someone in his position as a celebrity and an ex-idol from South Korea. So he first talked about it that I saw when he went on uh, JoJo's show, which he's a famous interviewer for radio. Uh, that took place on September 9th. And his exact words in that interview were, the main story about his previous albums is based on a character called Mido. So Mido is a character that I switch into when I have a very manic low because I have bipolar. 
So I have a tendency to switch kind of like DID. In that moment, he just said kind of, but he used the word switch, which is a word that I heard a lot in the videos. So he's, you know, using the terminology and stuff. And then he said that Mr. Insanity is a side that represents his manic highs. He went on to talk about how he can't control when he goes into a dip or a high. He wakes up from periods of blackout and doesn't remember what he said or did. He usually is a homebody and doesn't want to be around people while he's in his manic episodes as he can't control or remember his words or actions. But he admitted that all of the black and white parts of So Beautiful are actually him switched into Mido. And he doesn't remember any of them being shot. That was a conversation that he had with Jojo. So I have seen the So Beautiful video a lot of times because I love the song. Had no idea that during the black and white parts, he was switched. And that was actually Mido. He said that... They recorded three takes and like at some point he went up to the director and he's like, so when are we going to start recording? And the director's like, we have three takes already. And he's like, N you're full of shit. And they had to show him the footage. And then he realized he was wet because they were doing takes with water and he didn't remember any of it. So uh, he also admitted to blacking out for most of the tour appearances, almost a quarter of the times near to the end they performed due to the stimuli. And this is regarding the tour that they did in 2022 that finished in 2023. I don't know what a quarter of times means. I, I don't know if it's 15 or 25 or a quarter of the times of the tour, like however many tour stops they did. But it was interesting to know that we, again, knowing that he had a little bit of struggles during the tour with his mental health, it makes sense that yeah. at some point this would come into play. So he did a live stream on September 16th where he wanted to talk about the lore behind Mido and Mr. Insanity which is what I was referring to earlier, where he went into all the detail about his DID. Like, that's where he actually said it wasn't kind of. And he mentioned that it's just something that typically goes hand in hand with bipolar. And he confessed that he hadn't been more specific and open about it before because he was embarrassed. It was a super honest, informative, educational and open explanation. He said he had recently come to terms with the fact that bipolar and DID are kind of a combination deal. And he also shared a lot of the research that he's done. He also disclaimed, and I think this was super important and very responsible for him to do this, that he talked about the fact that he uses his literal real life for inspiring his music. And he's been open about how all of Second Mido was produced while he was in his manic lows. And so he doesn't glamorize it or say anything of the sort about it and he definitely says that it's a dangerous thing to do and um, I did want to address very quickly again I'm not very familiar or I cannot speak about DID things with full knowledge but I have been seeing a lot of fans now whenever he's doing a live or something people start commenting oh he switched into Mido and this is his altar he's fronting this is like I I just I would think that we need to respect that we don't know him like Laura mentioned earlier in the episode when we we're talking about how we don't know people we don't know people we don't know situations we don't know what goes on behind the scenes and I just don't think it's very respectful to assume what's going on with him um yeah, at any speculate. point speculate like it's you're not talking about like I don't know a show yeah character it's like a real person yeah and his life and his struggles and it, it's it oh gross just don't <laughs> just yeah don't. <laughs> yeah to see 
people on YouTube or Instagram reducing his words on what he's saying to like pose a timestamp or where you think that you know he switched it's like it's it's not good guys so don't which is which is why he wanted to highlight the dangers of basing your artistry on something so personal right because this is the type of shit that he has to deal with on the regular very so, that. but I, sure. I did want to cover this in this episode because I think this is a really big update that I completely yeah. missed four months ago I I didn't know it either and uh again I'm just really proud and and, and in awe of him for being so open and yeah. uh trying to educate people and trying to like demystify and destigmatize something yeah. that has been definitely kind of in the shadows for so long Right, because he's putting himself in a hard position for sure with people being gross. So, oh yeah, props to him for living his life and doing what he thinks is best. A hundred percent, and a no perfect segue either. <laughs> but let's just go with and last but not least. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted to quickly share our first impression on Dabin's Giggles album. I haven't listened to it in like one sitting mm. if that makes sense I started in my car and then I didn't finish it and then I went to like what I had missed while I was working so it hasn't been like a all-encompassing listen that mm -hmm. I usually do yeah and so the reason of that is because <laughs> as soon as I heard the first couple of songs I knew that this album was not for me this album was made for Davin by Davin. It's where he is or was personally when he wrote these songs. So it wasn't meant to be a commercial success. It wasn't meant to be like playing in the top 40s. I think it was just meant to show and to get out what he was feeling mm -hmm. in that particular point in time. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate and respect his willingness to share with us a part of him and to be open and show even what people consider ugly emotions like mm -hmm. anger, um, which are, are not actually ugly. Like everyone gets angry sometimes, but They're you know not. how the world and society likes to demonize, demonize. anger. Right. So I, as soon as I heard like the first couple songs, I knew, I knew that this was an album where you need to look at the lyrics and understand what he's saying to really get the vibe of the album, which is not something that I do. Mm. <laughs> As we've mentioned a million times, I am all about the vibes and I am personally not in that particular vibe right now. So I haven't looked into uh, the lyrics unless I've seen them on Twitter, Instagram, Kathy showing me. Um, and honestly, I probably won't for a while. This might be a sleeper hit for me. Maybe when I am in that sort of vibe, yeah. I'll come back and be like, oh, shit. Fuck, yeah, this is amazing. But right now, it's not where I am personally. Mm. In terms of the sound, it still sounds very much like the music he did as DPR Live. I think the separation between Dobbin and live wasn't meant to be artistic, like in sound or lore. It was more as like a physically separation from DPR 
and the episode and the crappiness that he had to deal with when he found out that somebody in his circle had betrayed him. Mm. And that's why I think he separated himself from the moniker DPR life. But in terms of sound, to me, it was still very much like the essence was still very much him. Because we've mentioned it a lot of times. He's a rapper. He is like someone that uses words to communicate and to diss and to flex and all that stuff. So to me, it sounded very him. Obviously, everyone changes with age and he isn't the same person um, that he was when he released his past songs. But to me, the essence was still very much him. Mm. So in that sense, I think it was to me more of a separation like of the situation rather than the artistry. Because again, if he really wanted that change, he wouldn't have collaborated with DPR Cream. Yeah, that's my take on Giggles. <laughs> what did you think, Gabby? <laughs> well, I was really interesting to to find out what you were going to say because I know that when Till I Live was dropping, you were like, "I'm gonna listen, and if it sounds like DPR, I'm gonna know that there's trouble in paradise." And indeed, like he can't go that far from his sound because it's his sound. So I was just, uh, I was very curious to know if you were going to feel that way about this one. Well, like, for example, like JB, his JB sound and his Def sound are completely different. Sure. So I, I mean, he could have gone completely like in another way, but it was definitely not that type of departure. Separation. Yeah. yeah. Departure. Thank you. So I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Well, for me, I haven't listened to it a lot because it's been a really busy, heavy work week. But funnily enough, this is more my type of shit. Of course, so, I knew it. So I've actually been vibing with this album a lot. Like WMP Freestyle makes me feel like I'm in college again. When I was like, you know, Drake, Lil Wayne, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, like in my prime of like rapper life, it just makes me feel like I'm in the midst of that. And I am really enjoying it. I don't have a favorite song yet. I mentioned WMP for yourself because, okay, like, <laughs> can you not mention that song? No. So um, I still really like Till I Live. I feel like that was a sleeper hit for me because, again, we were just confused when it came out. And it was, like, more, like, what's happening than, like, being able to appreciate the song. Right. So now that it's been a little bit longer, now that we know what actually was going down, I really like the production of that song and that one is written by him, produced by him. No one else touched that fucking song. And that's when White and Laura said music made by Dobbin for Dobbin. Like that's it. Like that's literally it. So the songs that he had cream work on with him are very peculiar. And just in general, I, I, I find I was trying to understand his rationale for why those songs were the ones that he had cream's help for them but yeah I haven't really looked into the lyrics the way that I like to look into lyrics and things yet so stay tuned maybe I'll end up doing a blog about this one just because I feel like I did the blog for E and I know I have to do the blog for Dobbin like it's just it just feels right and and I'm really enjoying the album as well so it just feels good too and I love that I think upon listening and not looking at lyrics and not trying to understand what he's saying because he like he always does, he uses Korean and English to mm. showcase and like to speak to yeah. his fans. Yeah. So just on like vibes and vibes only. <laughs> 
TikTok is the one that like kind of I I can feel it, you know? I can yeah. feel that like it's not it doesn't feel as angry yeah. or as not angry, as aggressive maybe is the word yeah. Yeah. as like the other songs to yeah. me in particular. I agree so. with you. I think TikTok is a little bit more of a fun song within the anger, like within the right. situation, right. within everything. He still wants a vibe and I, I respect that with what he's doing. I'm taking my time with all of them, but I think it's really important to highlight once again what Laura just said about anger is not bad. I remember one time there I was having like a really sad era and I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I'm missing anger. Where is she? And I was like, I don't know. And I, it, we got into talking about negative and positive emotions. So I think it's totally cool that Dobbin is in his mm -hmm. angry era right now. He's rightfully in it. He yeah. has ha shit happened to him that he feels is unfair and coming from someone within the circle of trust just hurts that much more and it's gonna take yeah. a while to get over that and to get past it mm -hmm. and musicians use music to mm -hmm. literally uh, like a therapy uh, to calibrate and to get through things so right. we're we have to be thankful if nothing else and he's actually yeah. sharing all of this with us and letting yeah. us into his into his life in this way yeah and and like as someone who has been admonished mm. for her anger mm. most of her life it is very nice to see someone embracing it mm. and showing it without fear feeling bad about it yeah without yeah without fear, fear. so it's mm. it's really nice to see that because i don't look at but i'm it can be a very angry person <laughs> yeah and and that's fine and like that's that's just part of the makeup i i'm telling right. you guys i had 2022 was my sad year and then 2023 was my angry year and uh probably on the podcast you all could feel it because we were talking shit about a lot of people and it, maybe the episodes are gonna take a little bit of a turn this year because i'm feeling the anger finally is going down so <laughs> what a concept so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's just an interesting note more for ourselves and for anyone listening. If you're angry, it's okay. And yeah. just don't hurt anyone, but um, talk your and shit. And don't stay angry. Yeah, yeah, don't stay angry. Talk. Do, yeah. Write a song and put it out and do your yeah. diss. Do yeah, your diss yeah. so you don't have to live with that anger inside yeah. because it's it's not good for you. But mm -mm. yeah. But in conclusion, thank you, Davin, for sharing your thoughts, your Hell emotions, yeah. your feelings. Yeah. We appreciate you. I love you. <laughs> I I'm, might not love this album, but I love you. <laughs> and I think that's all that matters. I think that's all that matters at the end of the day. Just quick thing. I saw him do like a reel where he's talking about his album. He looks mm. adorable. I just yeah. had to say that. Okay, bye. La Laura was very enthralled by the reel. I, I can confirm. <laughs> I can absolutely confirm. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> Stay tuned for the rest of season four. Yeah. And yeah, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale. Bye.